Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll talk with Graham Driscoll and share about the hymn, Sing Praise to God Who Reigns Above. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. From a Lutheran lawyer in the 17th century comes a beautiful hymn of praise, Sing Praise to God Who Reigns Above. The text was written by Johann Schütz in 1675. Schütz was a lawyer and a friend of Philip Spainer, who was known as the father of pietism. Pietism was a Lutheran revival movement that sought to bring a more personal, heartfelt religion, as opposed to the more formal intellectualism of the Lutheran church in its day. The German hymn text was translated into English by Francis Cox and published in 1864 along with a number of her other German hymn translations. While the text is definitely a song of praise, it also is reflective of the Pietist movement. There is a lot of first-person language reflecting Pietism's desire for a heartfelt, personal religious experience. Also, some of the phrases reflect the idea of God's nearness to us, especially the phrase, as with a mother's tender hand, he leads his own, his chosen band. Each stanza of this hymn of praise concludes with a short refrain, to God all praise and glory. The tune this text is paired with was likely based on a French psalm tune. It was published in 1566 to a different text that started with the phrase Mit Freuden sagt, which is how the hymn tune that we know got its name. The tune is in a rounded binary form, A-A-B-A. So the first two phrases are the same. The third phrase is new melodic material, then finally returns with some of the original A melody. Today's episode concludes with a singing of Sing Praise to God Who Reigns Above by the Congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. These conversations on the podcast every week have been such a pleasure for me uh, to be able to talk with different folks and then to be able to share that conversation with listeners on the podcast. And today I'm really glad to welcome Graham Driscoll. Hi, Graham. Hello, hello. Thanks for being with me today. Of course. Um, Well, let's get started uh, talking a little bit about what you're involved with at VHBC. Um, Well, I've been at VHBC for about three years now, a member for two of those. Um, And the things I am particularly involved with are the like college program, like with Sunday school. And then I'm also a shepherd scholar for the choir. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I know the um, every week, it seems everybody's said how important their Sunday school class has been, especially 
during the pandemic time, especially when we weren't able to meet in person and um, that, that group being a way for uh, everybody to stay connected. And I, I understand that the college class has done that well also. Yes. Um, maybe not as for lack of better words, religiously as <laughs> we should, but um, we've just now picked up again with in-person Sunday school, as everyone knows. And um, it has been really nice to see Melissa and Paul again. Um, and just having like sort of some chats um, about our week and talking about some, maybe some deeper subjects every once in a while. It's kind of back to what we were normally doing, uh, however many months it was now. Yeah. Good, good. Um, well, you are, as you said, one of our shepherd scholars, and um, I'm grateful for each of you um, and the, the ways that you contribute um, not just musically, but um, so many other ways to our choir. So thank you for your your service with our choir as a shepherd scholar. Well, no, no, no. Thank you um, for inviting me to be a part of the choir. Um, it's a funny story how I got involved. Um, you grew up with, well, not grew up, but you lived in Griffin at the time. And you knew one of the other choir members from acapella, the acapella choir. Um, and from what I understand, you reached out to him and said, hey, you got anybody that could possibly do this? And he recommended me. And then we all sort of got connected. And it's been really nice since. Um, I think I've really um, been lucky to find Vestavia Hills Baptist. Yeah, good. Well, we're we're grateful for you. Um, so tell us, you you are not a music major at Stanford, but say, do sing in the a cappella choir. Um, we'll talk about what you are studying in a little bit, but I'm curious about um, how music has been a part of your life, especially you know maybe through childhood, and then uh, how that um, how that path worked for you landing in the a cappella choir at Stanford. Oh well. Um... <laughs> it starts from a very young age, um, being in church for so long. And it also sort of is combined with my family, um, being involved with music and whatnot. Um, my family, my dad's side specifically is very musical. Um, I mean, almost everybody in that section of the family of my family can sing, um, heavily involved in church music. So ever since I was very small, um, it's been an important part of my life. So coming into middle school, into high school, and then into college, I knew that to keep me sane from what I'm studying, um, I needed to do some sort of music or else the world would probably collapse on me and I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, so church music specifically is my background in music. I took some instrumental lessons. I did about 10 years of piano, which probably amounts to about a year of it because I am just nowhere nearly as good as anybody who has taken <laughs> piano for that long. Um, but I have a piano background, some cello, 
And then I taught myself the electrical bass, but voice is normally what I'm involved in. Um, I would probably turn down somebody who said, Hey, can you play the piano for us? I would be like, no, <laughs> definitely cannot do that. Um, but I like to noodle and kind of do my own thing. And so that's kind of my background in music. My mother specifically is a huge inspiration. Um, she is incredible. Um, she doesn't have a music degree or anything, but she works for the mobile opera and she's been doing that for, uh, I don't even know how many years, 12, 11, maybe. Um, so growing up specifically with church music, which then led to opera and musical theater. So I know a good bit of everything. Did you um, sing in school choirs as well as at church or just strictly in church? Yes. Um, in middle school, my middle school and high school experience was at the same school. Um, and I was heavily involved with what was called chorus. Um, it's funny because when I got to Samford, that's when I started calling everything choir. I was like, you guys have a chorus here? And they're like, choir? <laughs> um, so I was very, I, I did chorus um, from sixth grade all the way up to my senior year. And that's when I got to see Samford um, through the Allstate Vocal um, Festival. Uh, so I would come up here every uh, to Birmingham every um, every year for that and sing with a clinician and 300 other people um, from various other schools. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, singing in the acapella choir at Sanford, but on a music major, tell us what you're studying and what your kind of career trajectory is at this point. Um, right now it's pharmacy um, yes. just in general. I am studying, I just finished my first year of uh, pharmacy at the graduate level. Um, what I want to do with that is psychiatric pharmacy or geriatric pharmacy. I haven't decided which one quite yet, um, but I know that I want to work with um, disabilities. Um, or um, the geriatric population. My family is huge. So, and they also lived for a very long time. So I kind of grew up with um, a lot of older um, people um, from a very young age. I was just always around it. Um, and I grew to really love that population of people. Um, and kind of my heart is set on helping them or, and then disabilities as well. Mm. Are there, um, is there extra training or study that goes into either of those specialties or is that just sort of a track that you choose? Yes. Um, there is what we would call a PGY one and a PGY two, which is basically your residencies. Um, so you would spend like a year or two in those specific studies so that you're a little bit more marketable. Um, you've had training in those areas because with psychiatric pharmacy specifically is um, you have to know a lot about that stuff to properly 
um, medicate and dose everyone. So it's, I, I'm nowhere near as competitive, um, in terms of like GPA, um, as to everybody else who would be going for those residencies. Um, I mean, you're talking about people who have like four O's in pharmacy school, which is almost impossible to me. Um, but hopefully, you know, something will open up and I'll be able to, um, get into that role, I would say. Good, good. Well, you told us a little bit about your parents and you are also recently engaged. Yes. So tell us, uh, tell us about your fiance and your family. Well, she is amazing. Um, we just had her graduation and she won the like super big award that is only given to one female out of the entire graduating class at the University of Mobile. Um, and she also is like top of her class. She's super smart and works for every bit of it. Um, we've been dating for six years now. Well, we've been together for six of those years. And then for the past month, we've been engaged. Um, yes, I have tremendous respect for her and all that she does. She is incredible. What did she study at uh, University of Mobile and where, where are her career plans? Um, so she did sociology at the University of Mobile. Um, and now she's at Samford doing her master's in social work. So she's hoping to do some sort of um, play therapy, um, which is like working with children um, who may have been abused or any number of things. Um, play therapy is a very good way for children to kind of explain to you what's going on in their home um, without telling you what's going on in their home. Um, so she's she she does all sorts of things with children. I mean, she has three younger siblings that she's kind of helped um, take care of. And she just loves the pediatric population, I would say. She has a passion for it. Very good. Very good. What about the rest of your family? Uh, which ones are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that your mom worked for uh, the Mobile Opera. Right. Yeah. Um, and then my dad is also an accountant. Um, he has, he's a shareholder of, uh, Lawrence Lawrence and Mobile. Um, and I'll tell you a brief history to both sides of my family. I told you it was huge. Well, um, my dad's father was one of 12. My mother's father was one of nine. My dad's mom's mom was one of 16. Um, and then somewhere in there, there's, you know, one of five, one of three. So the family tree is a forest at this point. <laughs> lots, lots of cousins, I'm sure, that uh, oh, yes. you may not have even met. <laughs> there is no way I could ever meet all of my family ever. I mean, we have... Reunion after reunion. We have a yearly reunion for my father's side of the family. Um, and then we have also one for my mom's side, um, the Bates, and then the Driscoll for my dad. Um, and then every once in a while, we'll show up to the Rowell reunion, which is my dad's mom's family. 
And then I don't even know any of the people on my mom's mom's side. So it's a, <laughs> it's a good time in the, in the life of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I have appreciated so much people responding to this final question um, based on uh, the second half of John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Graham, I'm curious what's bringing you life. Oh man. Um, recently what's bringing me life is being done with checkout. Um, as of <laughs> yesterday, we are done. I clocked in for like 10 hours yesterday working so on getting who, everybody out of the buildings. And so you're an RA everything. at Samford for people yes. who don't, don't know that you're an RA at Samford. So you've, you've got, uh, you saying you've checked everybody out means your, your job, at least yes. that part of it's done. Um, that is what's recently bringing me life today. I'm just kind of like working in the office and doing whatever, yeah. but, um, I would say what's bringing me life over the past year, I would say is sort of, um, finding new friends and new avenues to walk down, um, that have sort of inspired me to do better throughout my semester. Um, I think last semester it was really rocky because there's almost a separation um, between like the undergraduate level at Samford and the graduate level at Samford. I'm still involved on campus. I still do acapella and grace notes and I have um, some organizations that I'm still a part of, but I would say it's, it's hard to keep in touch with the people who are still working on their um, undergraduate stuff. And then I've shifted. Um, so I don't see those people as often. And COVID has also uh, found its way to chop off <laughs> uh, people meeting and conversing with each other. But I've found um, some friends within the pharmacy school that have really been there for me. And I try to be there for them as much as I can. Um, something you should know is that I am a people pleaser. And um, I, I really value people's opinions and their perspectives more than sometimes it gets in the way of myself um, and me making decisions. But it's something that brings me joy in life um, through these kind of dark times, I guess. I, I'm probably too young to be saying these are dark times, but uh, it's that's what's bringing me life. Mm. Uh, you saying that reminds me of the children's song. I'm sure you remember, uh, make new friends and keep the old ones. One is oh, yeah. their gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think having, you know, the transition that you've talked about from undergrad to graduate school and, um, that will happen again, multiple times through your life, no doubt. And, um, as you say, the, the ability to find, um, those new friends that you can walk along with is, is so important. So I'm glad that you've, you've had that this semester. Yes. It's been, it's been nice to kind of not necessarily like chop people out of my life, but, um, sort of separate, you know, who, who am I going to keep moving forward with mm -hmm. and who will I, um, walk with, you know, at a distance or, you know, congratulate and mm -hmm. cheer on instead of yeah. being right there next to them. That can yeah. be very stressful. 
um, for somebody that has um, too many connections that I want to keep around. Um, it I'll let in on a secret. We've been working on our um, our guest list for the wedding, and the church has generously offered us 300 spots which sounds like a huge wedding which it is it is a massive wedding um but there are just so many people in my life um, people have impacted my life from elsewhere that i don't even know sometimes um my parents and um fiance's parents are kind of working on that uh, guest list of people that you know, we don't really know, but have also been there for us, cheering us on from the sidelines. Um, so it's, <laughs> you know, you get to like a hundred people and you're like, oh crap, now we got like 30 more. I'm thinking of <laughs> off the top of my head that we haven't even included. So I'm like calling my mom, I'm calling her mom. And I'm like, all right, is this person on your list? Is this person on your list? Can we take your spot? Can we? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yes, I, wed wedding guest lists are um, sometimes fraught with um, political uh, or family dramas that you didn't even, <laughs> didn't even know existed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and with a family of hundreds at yeah, this point. Yeah, sure. You know, you got to you gotta really skirt the line <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Um, Graham, I just really appreciate you um, taking time to uh, be with me today and sharing a little bit about your story. I know folks will be uh, really uh, excited to hear from you on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for inviting me on. I truly appreciate this. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Subscribing to or following this podcast makes it easy to find new episodes. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Sing Praise to God Who Reigns Above. 